Welcome, welcome all to yet another episode of your favorite podcast, Targo. What you drinking today? Josh, today I am drinking Mango Cart. I needed one. I need something a little bit lighter. A little lighter? A little lighter I thought you today. would say a little heavier. No, not heavier. <laughs> well, I'm going to drink heavier for both of us. Uh, okay. I got the Belching Beaver peanut butter milk stout uh, and... A lot of it. Yeah. Mm. Looking good, man. Looking good. Nice well, hey, thank together. you. But those are our brews. Let's get to some banter. Welcome to Brews and Banter. Make sure to check us out on all of our socials. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Check out our Facebook group. Um, YouTube. Check out our YouTube channel. See how much beer I'm actually drinking. Um Make sure to check out our Red Bubble. Help us keep the podcast going. Help fund some of our fun new instruments we want to implement. Uh, and then make sure make sure to check us out on every major podcast platform. Targo, return to the Premier League. Let's get to it. First right. up on the third, we have a Chelsea and Fulham rematch. Fulham lost to Tottenham last time out but also beat Chelsea last time out. Chelsea tied Liverpool in a very boring game. How do you see this one going? So this one's at Sanford Bridge, Chelsea's home stadium. I think I'm going to give the edge to Chelsea. I yeah. think their new signings are going to help. Grand Potter's had uh, you know, a couple weeks now to work with them. I believe we get to see Jao Felix back. Yeah. Uh. So... Joe Felix, Mihaila Mudrik. I think I think Felix might be suspended for this game. Is he still suspended one. for one more? But I think he might come. If he doesn't come back, I still expect him to get the three points here. So I think yeah. Chelsea get the three points. Yeah. Um, I think I have to agree with you, and I think this is a coming out party for Mihaila Mudrik. I think he absolutely tears up that Fulham defense with how fast he is. Because it was close last time they played. One one nil, two one. One of those two. Uh I know William scored. Two one. Two one. No, two one. Um yeah. I I think this is where you see Chelsea starting their streak of wh- the revival. whatever you said, like <laughs> six, seven games. The in rebirth a row. of Chelsea, finally. The rebirth of Chelsea. Yeah, it just took them buying New players for every position. Just took to half a rebound. billion dollars in yeah. 22 weeks. <laughs> That's insane. 22 uh, match, but yeah, match day 22. I'm going to go 2 0, a brace for Mudrick. A brace for Mudrick. Going bold. I'll say 2 1, Chelsea's favor. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Mudrick's just, he's, <laughs> I hate to say it since they kind of stole him from Arsenal, uh, but man, has he impressed me. He is just electric. I want to see him play a full game before I. Throw I do out too, opinion. and that's why I think he gets a brace because he plays a full game. Um. Okay. On the fourth, we got Arsenal top of the table against Everton, second to bottom. Arsenal beat Manchester United three two last time out in the Premier League. They did lose to City in the FA Cup. Everton lost to West Ham two nil. How do you see this one going? I see it going. Arsenal's way. It's at the Emirates. They're going to be a tough team to stop. 
Everton's in disarray. They've just got an, um, they'll probably have a new manager, Sean Dyche. We'll see if he can implement his work by then. So, yeah, I'm saying Arsenal with three points here. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. Hard not to go for Arsenal. You got the team with the best home record in the league against the team with the worst away record in the league. Um, Arsenal haven't lost at home. They've only drawn one game and won the rest of them. I think this is like a 4-0. Kick around with the boys. For the boys. Um, (laughs) Kick around with the boys. I think I'm going to go with Gabriel Martinelli hat trick. I don't think it'll be that, but but I'm I feel bold today. So <laughs> apparently, call me crazy, Martinelli I... hat trick, man. But yeah, I think Arsenal, like you said, they definitely get the three points. I'll say a three nil goals by Jaka and Ketia, and I'll say Saka. Okay, I'm gonna go. A uh, hat trick from Martinelli, goal for Trossard off the bench, and a goal for Niketia. Five. Again, all right. call me crazy because I am. Um, all right. <laughs> yeah, you are. Next up, we got Aston Glad Villa against me, Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got Aston Villa against Leicester City. On the docket next, Villa's fresh off their win against Southampton. Leicester City with a very impressive performance against Brighton, tying 2-2. to How about this one? Man, if Leicester play like they did against Brighton, I think they could come away with three points. But Villa have shown some grit under Unai Emery. I think this one is a draw. Okay. Um... Aston Villa have the tied for the most points in the Premier League since Unai Emery got appointed. Tied with Manchester United and Arsenal. I changed my mind then. Maybe I, I say Aston Villa gets to win. <laughs> Call me crazy. Uh, I'm going with an Aston Villa win. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to go closer than most people would expect. I think it's going to be 2-1. to 2-1. One one. Uh, one. And I think Villa gets one in, say, like the 85th minute. To win it. A late winner. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got Brentford against Southampton. Brentford tied Leeds 1-1. Southampton lost to Villa 1-0. However, Southampton's kind of been on the rise since beating Manchester City. And I was Bright- going to pick a bold prediction and say Southampton get the win here. Yeah. And Brentford's been disappointing of late. Um. I'm going to go with the draw in this one. It's probably the I'm safe gonna bet. Go, I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Yeah. I'm going to say Southampton get the win here. Yeah. I mean, it, it's very possible the way Southampton have been playing. They get a signing in before the end of the window. Perhaps. Yeah. I think you're not too far off, but I think Brentford's got too much quality for Southampton to beat them. Going with the Ivan Tony goal. And then Southampton equalizes in the second half. All right. Next up, we got Brighton against Bournemouth. This one's at the Amex. Brighton tied Leicester City 2-2. Bournemouth tied Forest 1-1. I mean, Brighton's got two games in hand on Tottenham. 
they win both those games, they jump all the way up to – I mean, they jump ahead of Tottenham with points to spare. They are on fire recently, fresh off a win against Liverpool in the FA Cup. Yeah, they like beating Liverpool here lately, don't they? <laughs> I love to see it. I love seems like Brighton doing things like that. Um, I personally, I think Brighton's going to run away with this one. Um, they're on fire right now. But then again, I said that for them against Leicester City, and they tied. So I'm going to stick with my I guns. said Leicester get a point out of that game. Yeah, I didn't either. Or got points. Um, I'm going to go Brighton wins 3-1. to one. Actually, I lied. I remember now. I think I said Brighton were going to win that game. Yeah. And I think they're going to win this one, too. <laughs> yeah, Brentford are, you know, they struggled against Forest last time out. They got the draw, but. Bournemouth. Bournemouth. They struggled against Forest. Yeah, last time out. I knew what you so, meant. Yeah, I think Brighton get all three points. Yeah, I mean, Bournemouth's not in the greatest of form right now. Um, Brighton's flying high. I think Matoma gets a brace in this one. He's on fire. Ferguson, and man. Ferguson. Ferguson was the third. There you go. Um, and Bournemouth, yeah. I mean, they're close to the bottom of the table. They're in 18th. I don't think they go anywhere. So. Nope. However, if Southampton gets the win like you predicted, then Southampton jump out of the relegation zone. So, Okay, next up. This one's intriguing to me. Wolves against Liverpool. Neither team's looking impressive at the moment. Wolves are sitting in 17th, two points off the drop, or two points off of 19th, honestly. Tied with Bournemouth above them on goal differential. Um, Liverpool can't put the ball in the goal at the moment or keep the ball out of the net. Wolves lost to City 3-0. Liverpool tied Chelsea 0-0. How do you think this one goes? I'm going to say a draw on this one. Okay. I think Wolves get a point. Yeah. I don't know why. Wolves are at home, so... Swings in their favor a little. Not impossible. I'm going to pick this as Darwin Nunez's breakout... Breakout resurgence game. Resurgence game. Thank you. Um, I think it's going to be 2-0 Liverpool. Nunez gets a brace. I really hope Wolves just punish Liverpool in this game. I just want to see that. I mean, not that I have anything against Liverpool. They've suffered enough this season, but man, I just, I want to see Wolves get one over on them after getting thrashed by city. Yes. And you know, I would love to see it too, but I also want to see Liverpool go on a tear and finally get back to where they were to make the title race that much more interesting. Cause if they play, you know, City well, they're not going to make the title race right interesting now. at all. They're out of the title race. <laughs> but they could be, you know, the cog in the wheel of teams like City, Newcastle, Manchester United. Towards the yeah, end I want to go the season. other way. I want to see Wolves get themselves out of that relegation fight. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'm going to pick I think Liverpool. they deserve to stay in the Premier League, and I, I wanna, you, want them to make sure they Wolves, stay. And we'll see come the end of the weekend. Um. All right. Next up, Manchester United plays Crystal Palace again. This time at Old Trafford. Palace tied Newcastle nil nil. United lost to Arsenal three to two. 
I see this one going. United's way. Yeah. Is it because they're at home? Yeah. Yeah. I went bold last time and said Crystal Palace might get something, but. But you were right. I mean, they, they got a draw. It was at home second. though at Selhurst Park, which is, I think that helped. Very much. And then I think you had mentioned Wilfred Zaha coming off injured in the last game. Yeah. He is out so, for yeah. this one. See, I think United get all three points there. I agree. Marcus Rashford's on fire. Bruno's on fire. Casemiro. Casemiro. He's on fire. Yeah. I don't I don't think this one's close. I think it's gonna be three nil. All right. Next up, probably one of the most intriguing matchups of the weekend. You have Newcastle United at home against West Ham United. Hmm. Two two teams that can't score. Um Newcastle tied Palace nil nil. West Ham beat Everton two nil with a Jared Bowen brace. I mean, I feel like Jared Bowen's going to be the difference maker in this one. I don't know which um, way to go, because you're right. Kind of West Ham have been playing better. I think 1-1 is probably... 1-1 or 0-0 is probably going to be the outcome in this game. I'll take a 1-1. I hope there's a couple goals make that game a little bit more interesting. I hope so, too, but that Newcastle defense is so good, and they don't let in goals. They don't, man. They really don't. And that Newcastle West, defense is a freaking brick wall. They're unstoppable yeah. right now. And I don't see West Ham being good enough to break through that defense. But I also don't see Newcastle having enough going forward to really destroy West Ham. So I think this one's close. Um, I think I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to go with the Newcastle win. I think Alexander okay. Isaac might be the difference maker. Okay. I, just for the sake of disagreeing with you, I'm going to go with the West Ham upset. Okay. Because you think David Moyes should stay at the helm. Give you some more votes in that. Uh, getting them all the way up to 21 points with a win. Going 1-0. That'd be huge for them. In a game where Newcastle dominates and West Ham scores against the run of play. That's the beautiful thing about football, man. Sometimes a better team doesn't win. And then Newcastle start to realize that they're more like Arsenal than they want to be. Um, all right. On the fifth, we got Nottingham Forest against Leeds United. Forest tied Bournemouth 1-1. Leeds tied Brighton 1-1. Last time out. Um, is this the debut for Weston McKinney? Maybe. Potentially. Might come off the bench. Either way, I think Leeds win this game. That's it. And that's what I got. Cool. I am going to agree with you. However, <laughs> I think Weston McKinney gets a start. Gets the start, huh? All Well, Aronson's hurt right now, so I, it's not going to be the all-American midfield. But I think Weston McKinney is the difference maker in this game. But not for his defensive duties, but going forward. Um, Because he is a goal-scoring midfielder for Juventus, and now for Leeds. I think this one ends 2-1. to Weston McKinney gets one. I think you're you're off there, bud. But But I I think Leeds get the win. I also think Rodrigo gets another one. So 
There you go. That's a more likely scenario. <laughs> now you're starting to make sense. <laughs> All right. Speaking of not making sense, Tottenham play at home against Manchester City. This one last time out went 4-2 to in City's favor. Tottenham were 2-0 at halftime, pissed Man City off. They destroyed them in the second half. I don't think anything changes, too. Maybe they got a couple new signings, hopefully. I Man, think the- I'll, I'll be... I'll be rooting for Tottenham in this game, but I was rooting them in the last game and I was excited at halftime only for my dreams to be crushed. Yeah. I mean, I got it was a glimpse of what it feels like to be a Tottenham supporter. <laughs> completely against the run of play uh, in the league. City have scored seven goals in their last two games. Um, Spurs won against Fulham, surprisingly. One nil. I called Eric that. Kane only needs one goal to be I- the all-time leading goal scorer for Tottenham. I think this one's closer, but I still think City wins. Um, yeah. I'm going to go 3-2. to two. Kane and Son each get a goal, and Erling Holland gets two. All right. Off of very simple finishes inside the six-yard box. Yeah, um, I, think, okay. I think City get the win. I did call Tottenham beating Fulham, though. You did. I think you picked Fulham. I did pick Fulham. But, so. yeah, I think City get the win here. It's hard to go okay. against that early Holland man. On the eighth, Manchester United and Leeds United play again. Um, yeah, Manchester United playing what seems like three times more games than anybody else in the last month. Um, this is at Old Trafford. How do you see this one going? Well, yeah, they have been playing quite a bit, but they're also still in that fake up, still in the Carabao Cup. Yeah, they're the only team still in four competitions. I see this going United's way. I, I would hope Leeds can get a draw out of United. I think that'd be a great result for Leeds. So I'll stick by that. I think Leeds get a draw. Okay. Um, I hate when you change your mind, because then it agrees with me. Um <laughs> I think United's, the amount of games they've played finally catches up to them. Leeds United have been playing better and better as each game goes along. Yeah, that's that's, that's why I think a draw, man. I do too, um, which is against the run of play at Old Trafford because they are very good at home. Um, I'll just be wrong and they get thrashed like 5-0. Well, you know what? Then you know we get another one wrong and whatever. But if we get it right... Then we look oh, geniuses. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go a 2-2 draw. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know you said draw, but I guess score doesn't matter. It ties a tie. Yeah. As Americans say, it's like kissing your sister. Okay. I've never heard that. Oh, well, yeah. Now you have. Uh, <laughs> Whose sister are you kissing? <laughs> it's a draw. A draw is like kissing your sister, man. It's a fun fact. If you say so, man. <laughs> Anyways. Um, next up, off to Spain, Targo. What we got going on? Yeah, on the 2nd of February, we have Real Madrid and Valencia. So Real Madrid are sitting in second place behind Barcelona, and Valencia are sitting in 14th place. So you expect Real Madrid to get the result here. Yeah, you would think. They're at home as well. So. Yeah. It's hard not to bet against Real Madrid. I mean, they're just one of those teams you expect them to always win. 
I, unless they're playing Barcelona. Unless they're playing Barcelona, yeah. <laughs> so on the 4th of February, we have Atletico Madrid against Getafe. So Atletico Madrid are in fourth place. Getafe, they're down in 19th. So not playing the best. So you expect, again, Atletico to get the result here. And then on the 5th, we have Mallorca against Real Madrid again. So again, you expect Madrid, man. You just expect him to get the result. Yeah. Um, I think away from home, I think this one's closer than most people think. I think it probably is, yeah. Um, Mallorca has been more of a banana skin for a lot of a lot of teams this season. So I could see this one as a draw, but like you said, I think you know, Madrid, you expect them to win this game. Ancelotti's not going to let them be complacent. So No. And then next we have Real Sociedad versus Real Valladolid. So Real Sociedad, they are sitting in third place. And well, Valladolid, they're sitting in 17th. So again, kind of a mix. Mixed mashup there. You expect Real Sociedad, the way they're playing, to get the result. Yeah, especially at home. Um, and I feel bad for Valladolid, especially owned by R9. Uh, fun fact. Um, so they hold a little bit of a special place in my heart. But they're still, they're not very good. So <laughs> Sociedad's on fire. Uh, Sarlov, man, he's a hard one to stop dr- right now. Right. They're looking to bounce back from drawing Madrid. Um, yeah, I think they, they're at home. They'll run away with this one. Yeah. And then also on the fifth, we have Barcelona versus Sevilla. So Barcelona sit in first place. Sevilla, they've kind of made a little bit of a bounce back here. They were in the relegation just above the relegation zone, but now they're up to 13th place. You know, in days of old, you'd think this would be a good matchup, but the way Sevilla have kind of performed this season, maybe not so much. Yeah. I mean, Barcelona have not been able to create much going forward. If Dembele's out, I think this is a closer game than a lot of people think. Um, Sevilla's on the up and up. I think it'll be close. I do. I think it'll be a draw. I think Sevilla might pull a little bit of an upset getting a draw against Barca. Barca have kind of been eking out those 1-0 wins past couple weeks. Who knows? They might do it again. Yeah. Or it could end nil-nil. Who knows? Yeah. But either way, check it out on ESPN+. Plus. All, All right. right. Next up, we fly over to Germany. Bundesliga. This is also on ESPN+. Plus. On the fourth, we have Dortmund against Freiburg. Um, they're both tied on 34 points. Should be a good fourth one. Fourth and fifth, respectively. Um, this should be a very good game. Must win for both teams. Yes. Uh Dortmund's doing a little bit better than Freiburg of late. However, yeah, they've really bounced back since the World Cup break. Yeah. They were doing uh, really bad before that. I'm going to go with another Gio Reyna winner on this one. A Gio uh, Reyna winner, huh? Because he's on fire. Um, it's two and two. Let's go three and three. All right. Again, feeling bold this week. <laughs> Next up, we got Frankfurt against Hertha Berlin. Um,. Another good one. Yeah, Frankfurt's in sixth. Hertha Berlin is in 17th, which for me is underperforming, but should be a good one. 
again, the way that Frankfurt's been playing, I, I think they kind of run away with this one. But Kolomoani. Kolomoani, man on fire. Next up, we got Cologne against RB Leipzig. Cologne tied Bayern Munich last time out. I yeah. think they could give Leipzig some trouble. Yeah, Leipzig, they're sitting in third on 35 points. Cologne are in 12th on 22 points. So, you know, the favorites are obviously going to be Leipzig. But it's at Cologne's home stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Leipzig win just because they're fun. Fun to watch. They're great going forward. They're fun to watch, yeah. Um, And, man, they might not be able to defend, but, man, can they score goals. Um, all right, next up on the fifth, we got Wolfsburg against Bayern Munich. Wolfsburg's been scoring goals for fun since the World Cup. Um, Bayern Munich, not so much. This could be interesting. Wolfsburg sitting on 29 points in seventh. Bayern Munich's at 37 in first place. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Bayern Munich in first? What? Weird. Um, but they're only in first by one point. Yeah. Um, and Berlin. there is three points between fifth and first. I feel like every week we do this, there's always a new team in second place in Germany. There really is. I mean, it's been Union Fre- Freiburg, Frankfurt, now Union, Union Berlin. So. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting race and it's fascinating to see. Um, they're only halfway through their season. So. A lot of room for this to juggle around at this point. Yeah. All right. Next off, we're going to head to Italy on Paramount Plus, the Serie A. On the fourth, we got AS Roma against Ampoli. How do you see this one going, Targa? Roma, yeah, they're in sixth place on 37 points. Ampoli are in 10th on 26 points. There's a close game last weekend. Roma against Napoli. I thought Roma played all right. It's tough against a obviously flying Napoli team. So I think Roma maybe get the win on this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jose Mourinho is now 60. Birthday was last week. Um, I think he finally gets his birthday win, and I agree with you. Uh, however, I can't believe he's only 60. He feels like he's been around for 40 years. Yeah. It's insane. Um, okay. On the fifth, we got Spezia against Napoli. Napoli is in first place, 13 points up. Spezia is in 17th place on 18 points. On paper, you expect Napoli to thrash Spezia. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Especially with Spezia recently losing one of their starting center backs to Arsenal. And Jakob Kivjol. So... I think Victor Osiman runs them ragged. But that's an easy prediction. So, All right. Next up on the fifth, we have a Milan derby. Ooh, good old Milan this derby. Time, Inter is considered the home team. Uh, <laughs> Inter against the AC Milan. Uh, both play, if you don't know, at the San Siro as their home stadium. This one will be at the San Siro. Uh, Inter Milan is on 40 points in second place. AC Milan's on 38 points in fifth. And for those of you who don't have a table right in front of them, uh, third and fourth place also have 38 points. So this is a big, 
big game. AC Milan's lost quite a few games of late. Conceding a lot of goals. getting beat 5-2 against Swassolo. And then they Inter lost three, 3-0 to Inter Milan in the Supercopa. Yeah. I think this is going to be more of the same. I think Inter Milan. Man, I hope AC Milan turn it around. I do too. They're so fun to watch. Um, especially being the defending champions, you'd think they would give Napoli a little bit more. And then just to make that second place run a little bit more interesting. Yeah. I mean, if, if they win, they go into second. So Yeah, if AC Milan win that game. So I'll, I'll, I'll root for AC Milan. I'll say they get the win. Uh, yeah. I'm going to root for Inter. Because um, I like to disagree with you. So Next up, we have a very intriguing matchup on the 7th. Juventus. Against Salernitana. Salernitana. Yeah. Uh, it's 13th against 14th. If Juventus lose this game, they drop further down the table. Yeah, they will. I think they lose this game. You do? Yeah. I want to say Juve get the win. But who knows, man? Memo Ochoa. Could be that yeah. brick wall for Salernitana. Who knows? Um, I, yeah, Juve has been dysfunctional and can't score of late. I think they lose this one, one nil. So, all right. And then off to Ligue 1 in France. Um, this one, these are games are on ESPN plus as well. Um, thought we'd throw these in there a little bit more now that the transfer window is over. Uh, on the fourth, we got PSG, Paris Saint-Germain against Toulouse, Messi, yeah. Mbappe, Neymar, and Co. look to win this game at Parc de Prince. You expect them, yeah. PSG in first, Toulouse are in twelfth, but you never know with PSG, man. Sometimes against some of those teams in France, they slip up a little. Yeah, um, I mean Toulouse is. A tricky side to play. They really are. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they do against the PSG side that's very inconsistent. But I, I would have gotta to go with PSG. PSG's at home. Got to go to PSG with PSG. You, you got to go with PSG. Um, and another game of note this weekend uh, on the fifth: Marseille against Nice. Marseille is sitting in third currently on 43 points. Nice is 28 points in 10th. However, if you look at Nice's squad on paper, this should be a very close battle. Yeah. They have good players at that team. Yeah. Marseille, though, man, we'll see. They just picked up uh, Azadine Unahi. Curious to see if he gets to play in that game. Yeah. Should be his debut, um, you would think especially with uh, Matteo Guendouzi being linked to Aston Villa. Might be a direct replacement. Who knows? Um, I think he's an up. Unahi is an upgrade from Guendouzi. Oh, for sure. Definitely Um, an upgrade. But, yeah. I mean, Marseille's five points out of first place. If PSG slip up, I think this is an opportunity for them to catch up. Yeah. Hopefully... Lons can uh, get the win this weekend. Keep pace with PSG. It's fun yeah. seeing them up there. It is. I mean, they're the Giving surprise PSG outfit. a run for their money. 
They've only lost one game this season in Lons. Right. Um, which is fascinating. They beat PSG when they played them. So we'll see. Ligue 1 has been very interesting this season. All right. That's it for our games to watch. Next up, we're going to go back to coaches on the hot seat. Um, I know this is very controversial between Targo and I. We're going to go with top coaches to take over for David Moyes. Um, I'm going to go first. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I think David Moyes does this everywhere he goes is where he does really good for a while. And then he starts to fall off, and then he leaves. I just think – I don't think it's really that he's going to get fired. I think another team is going to come in and hire him. I don't think it's till the end of the season. All right? So keep your hole shut before you start berating me over there. <laughs> I can see your looks. Um, I'm going to go with my third option, Steven right. Gerrard. Stevie G. Stevie G for West Ham. Um, I mean, no matter what people think of him and at the end of his reign at Aston Villa, he's a great coach. I mean, didn't you say the other day he went undefeated with Rangers? Yeah, he did. That's still, like, that's impressive for someone in their first job as a coach ever. Um. He'd be a good option for them. I don't think it happens. It's kind of a outside the box pick, personally. Next up, I got Bruno Lange. Wolves. Wasn't he at Wolves? Former Wolves manager. He's also at Benfica. Um, okay. He likes to be more tactically balanced than most, most coaches. So defensively sound, uh, building from the back going forward, defending first. Um, I think that fits very well into the West Ham squad that they have really defending first, building quickly into attack style of play really fits. He did well for wolves for a while until he didn't until <laughs> he didn't same with Stevie G and Aston Villa. Yeah. Um, and then my number one pick, which I still can't believe that he doesn't have a job is, Domenico Tedesco, former RB Leipzig coach. Um, he plays a little bit more of an unconventional system with a 3-4-1-2. Okay. He likes wing backs. Very similar to Julian Nagelsmann, who coached them before him. Do you think West Ham have a squad for wing backs? I don't know. Um, it's possible. You might have to tinker around a little bit, but they have the center backs to be able to go for it. Yeah. Do they have the wing backs to go for it? I don't know. Um, but it would give them a lot more attacking options, in my opinion. Um, especially with the way that you can counterattack with wing backs. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's very similar to Nagelsmann. He did a great job for Leipzig. He's doing great for Bayern Munich right now. And I just think it would be a great and interesting option for West Ham United. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think those are terrible. The only one I probably wouldn't go with would be Bruno Lange. I, I didn't care for what he did at Wolves, so I don't I don't think he'd be a good fit at West Ham. 
Um, Dominico I mean, Tedesco. I could replace him with Nuno Espirito Santo. So I think he would be a better option. Yeah. Just keep interchanging former Wolves coaches. <laughs> but honestly, so my picks to take over for David Moyes would be no one. I think they should stick by David Moyes. He's done well at that club. He's taken them to sixth and seventh place finishes. I think you got to stick by him, man. I really do. I don't think they should get rid of him even in the summer. I think I think he keeps West Ham in the Premier League this year. I think they they'll go up the table a little. How high? You know, I I don't know. They might get up to maybe you know a fourteenth place, which isn't terrible. At this point in the season, I think anything above relegation is a win. Like it's a yeah. successful season at this point. I mean, they're they're currently in sixteenth place, and so I again I think they maybe finish above that. They keep them keep him for at least another year and see what he can do again and maybe give him some money to spend. And I think, you know, Skamaka coming back, he's been injured quite a bit this season, but he, to me, he looks impressive when he does play. So yeah, I I think you keep him, man. I think he can get them back up into a top 10 finish next year. Okay. Well, we'll see. Um, I fully expect you to go uh, the rock on me and say your opinion. It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> uh, to get back at me from uh, a week or two ago. So, anyways, off of David Moyes into the second half of the Premier League season, let's talk about some uh, players to watch for the second half of the season. Yeah, um, kind of been maybe, some surprise players popping up here that have been yeah. really exciting to watch, huh? Maybe some players that are you know, that were flying under the radar. They might not be now. Um, but a lot of players that would be intriguing to watch if you don't really uh, have a favorite or if you do, maybe finding a new one. Yeah. So, Targo, who you got? Who do I got? So, I mentioned this player in a previous episode as one of my young players to watch, Michael Olise for Crystal Palace. And I'm glad I picked him, man, because he's making me look like a genius right now. He has. <laughs> Some of he his has. performances. <laughs> I love watching him play. He's fun. He likes to take on defenders. And, man, can he hit a free kick. Let me tell That's you. That's right. So, yeah, Michael Elise, man. I mean, even Arsene Wenger came out and said something about him, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, I think Patrick Vieira has done a great bit of business getting him in the summer, so. So yeah, I, I gotta gotta watch him. He's a young player to watch, but he's also fun and one to watch now. Um, another one is a Wolves winger, Daniel Podence. Man, he he's quick. He is a quick winger. He's got some great feet, and apparently now he can strike a ball. I know he was kind of struggling at the beginning of the season, but Wolves are starting to come alive under Liptigi the new coach. So maybe he can kind of be one of those players to keep an eye on, start firing in some goals for wolves. I feel like that wolves, man, they got a good team. They shouldn't be down there. I mean, Goncalo Gesh, he's one of their new signings. They got this year. Yeah. From Matthias, uh, Valencia. Matthias Cunha. You got Matthias Nunez. Yeah. Ruben Matthias Nunez. João Matinho, Ruben yeah. Neves. I mean, they're all really good yeah, players. Yeah. They so shouldn't be Potence, down there. Potence like can Western. maybe be a 
breakout performer here for Wolves. The okay. second half of the season. And then honestly, it's a couple new signings, these next couple guys. One's going to be Cody Gagpo. You know, he kind of lit up the World Cup there in the group stages for the Netherlands. Scoring in a couple of games. Looked really good for them. Yeah. And then we find out Liverpool gets him here in January. He hasn't impressed so far, though, I'll be yeah. honest. but He's been very, very disappointing. Yeah, he has. I think Klopp's playing him out of position. But he's still someone you got you want to watch. You know what he's capable of capable of. We saw it at the World Cup. You know, he might might be one of those kind of players where maybe form is temporary, class is permanent kind of thing, but he's still young. So maybe he kind of turns helps turn Liverpool's season around. But I think he could be one to watch. I will say so far I've not been impressed, but new big time player in the Premier League. You always got to keep an eye on him. Yeah, I mean, I sure hope he does does pick up that Liverpool team because they certainly need it. Yeah. And I would love to see Liverpool go on a run. I really would. Um, a lot of people don't like Liverpool because of rivalries. I absolutely love watching them. I have the last couple of years. I really hope that they pick their head out of their ass the rest of the season. They definitely need to, yeah. It's not, yeah. Definitely, it's not where you expect a Liverpool team to be. Sitting in place in like ninth or something like that. Eighth, yeah, ninth place. So it's not where you expect Liverpool. No. And then my last player to watch in the Premier League is going to be Mihailo Mudrik, the young Chelsea winger that they just got. Expensive, expensive player. Saw glimpses of him already, and he looked exciting. He looks like a as you like to say, lightning in a bottle. <laughs> he really is, though. I mean, watching him against defenders, I, I don't mean to go with another electric pun here, uh, but it's like kissing a spark plug. Uh, he's just flying all over the place. I mean, the guy already broke the season record for Top fastest speed. player on the field. Yeah, I saw and that. He was only on the field for like 20 minutes. Insane. So, yeah, that could be fun to watch. Um, he's got that raw talent. We'll see if it can be developed. We'll see how Grand Potter does with that. But, yeah, man, I think he could be fun. We'll see. I, I hope he's kind of like an Eden Hazard kind of player, lights yeah. up the Premier League. I think they're two different players, Eden Hazard and Mihailo Mudrik. Um, Eden Hazard was more of a take the ball centrally. I think Mudrik is more of a down-the-wing cut the ball back or get it on the break. But either way, yeah, I haven't been excited by seeing We'll see. We haven't player. seen much of Mudrik yet. So. I haven't been this excited watching anyone from Chelsea since in Hazard. So he's definitely one to watch. I will have to agree with you. Uh, as for me, I'm going to go with uh, the guy who I said was a player to watch and haven't been disappointed is Garnacho from Manchester United. Uh, he, man, how he hasn't got a starting spot yet, I don't know. But he plays in the same position as Rashford. <laughs> I don't know why they don't put him on the other side. He's better than Anthony, Anthony, man. They better they than spend all that money on him. Anthony just got his first assist this last week in the FA Cup to Casemiro. And he's been playing for the club for eight months. Just saying. Not a big Anthony fan, huh? No. I can't stand him. 
<laughs> looks like a guy who's off YouTube who just likes to do fancy tricks while the ball stopped. No end product. He did good at the beginning of the season. Now, not so much. Yeah, I don't rate him highly, and he is definitely not worth $100 million. He got a couple wonder goals, like he said he had at the beginning of the season. Again, beginning of the season. Now? Anyways, um, next up, Kuro Matuma. Matuma, Brighton. man. He is one to he watch. Is fire. He's awesome. And three years ago, he was still in college at university. Wrote a dissertation on dribbling. <laughs> yeah, dribbling. And he looks like he did because he's got the touch of a god watching him this last weekend. He's scoring some fantastic goals. He made for Liverpool look stupid. Um, yeah, the kid is fantastic. I don't think he stays at Brighton very long, but man, what a steal for Brighton. Got him for three and a half million. I hope he can stay there at least one more season. I hope so too. Um, he's just, he's so good. So fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely one of my top players to watch for the rest of the season as well. I agree. Um, next up, I got Rico Lewis from Manchester city youngster. All right. Yeah. He, he's almost an anomaly for Manchester city. I mean, besides Phil Foden, no youth players really made it into the Manchester city squad. And now he's, I mean, he's put Kyle Walker on the bench at this point. Um, Plays right back. He's only 19. He looks like he could be a stud and an ultimate replacement for Kyle Walker, which is great for Manchester City as far as spending money. But, yeah, he he's come on and changed some games. He's been a stud He did against that Chelsea team when Man City played Chelsea at Sanford Bridge. He made a big yeah. difference coming off the bench. Huge difference. So he is definitely one of my ones to watch. Um, next up, I got a guy who, granted, at the beginning of the season was one of those you'd be like, okay, yeah, he's one to watch, but he's been hurt most of the season. So Alexander Isak for Newcastle United, he's finally healthy again. He's scored quite a few goals since being healthy. Um, it's only been a couple of weeks. But I think with the way the Newcastle squad plays, they need that world-class striker. He may not be world-class yet. But I think he will be. Uh, he's definitely one to watch. If he can start banging in goals, I think this Newcastle squad just flies up the table. He can create goals too, man. Problems. I've seen him take on defenders out on a wing and put in some crosses for other players. Yeah. For, you know, Joe Linton or something. Yeah, he, he's a stud. Um, he did great for Sociedad in Spain. Um, he's adjusting to the physical nature of the Premier League, but I think he will be one to watch. Yeah, the Swedish international, Alexander yeah. Isaac. And then last but not least, I didn't go with a player. I went with the entire Leeds midfield. <laughs> now that they've signed Weston McKinney, I just I think it's fascinating to watch. Um, you got the American, American trio. essentially in the midfield. I mean, you got Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, and Brendan Aronson, all starters for the American national team, all – in that midfield, I mean, you're only really missing Yunus Musa to make that a complete midfield diamond of the U.S. national team. Um, I think it's fascinating to see how the three of them and their chemistry will perform in the Premier League. It, it'll be very interesting to see if 
I mean, Weston McKinney can stand up to the physical nature of the Premier League. I know you don't rate him very highly. I'm on the fence, but I do rate Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson very highly. Mostly Tyler Adams. Um, Great name. And, you know, it'll be fun to watch them, whether they're good or not. So I've said that all along, that this Leeds team is fun to watch. They are. They're a fun team to watch. I think I've said they're like my second team, right? I look for their games to watch. They're fun. Mm -hmm. They're back and forth. You know, it's a... It's fun to watch. Yeah. And I mean, if these three can solidify that Leeds midfield and make them a little more sound defensively, I think they they take it to the next level as far as leads go and they start hopping up the table, which would be fantastic to see, especially for Jesse Marsh. So, yeah, he definitely hoped for it as, you know, a U.S. soccer fan. Hope those U.S. players do well and that an American coach can do well in the Premier League. Yeah, uh, it's not very often you see one. Um, no, but hopefully he can do well. And I'll be honest with you. Hopefully he decides he doesn't want that very toxic U S national team job. I yeah. Honestly, stays. I hope he, I think he can do a good job at Leeds and should say, I there. hope he stays and I hope it builds on to better, bigger and better things for him because he definitely deserves it as a coach. So, but yeah, those are my players to watch and that's all I got. All right, so that brings us to the end of this episode of Brews and Banter. Make sure you guys check out our Instagram, TikTok, at Brews and Banter FC. Join our Facebook group. Join in on the conversation. Ask us questions. Tell us what you think. If you know of any other players you'd like to for us to keep an eye on. As always, podcasts available on all podcast platforms. Make sure to check out our YouTube. We kind of cut down these videos a little bit so you can get shorter doses of us. <laughs> And of course, check out our Red Bull account, buy some merch. We appreciate that. Help us keep this going. And that's it. We love you all. Thanks for listening or watching and cheers. Cheers.